Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, we talked to Mike Wirtz this week. Very happy man who Love makes him. his living with those beautiful carriage rides. Love him. My man was a warrior, brother. <laughs> happy for him and Love his family him. and his horses. And speaking of animals. Oh, this, this is a compelling story, man. It's just people are out there trying to save dogs, man, from these, right, these shelters. We got to get right into this. Raylene, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing okay. How are you? Well, this story is riveting. Yeah. Talk us through this because it's compelling as hell. Yes. Okay, so just a little backstory. Um, back in October, we went to Animal Friends to adopt a dog. This would be our third dog that we adopted from them over the last 10 years. Um, we immediately fell in love with Coda. He was very, very sweet. Um, however, he was a foster to adopt. So once we brought him home, and over the course of a couple of weeks, we slowly started to introduce him to some family members. And we noticed that when they came to the house, um, Coda would get like a little reactive and a little agitated um, when he was meeting them. So we would remove him from the situation. Since he is a foster to adopt, they stressed that, you know, if any issues arose, that we were more than welcome to reach out to them. So... I reached out to um, two dog trainers that work with animal friends and just explained the situation. So we ended up having a in-person training session at animal friends with one of the trainers um, where he was introduced to people and, you know, he did great. Um, he was barking, you know, but she was able to calm him down and, you know, walk him through it to let him know that like, it's okay. So we were very, you know, happy and positive after we left that um, training session at Animal Friends. So the next session was supposed to be at our house because um, the trainer wanted to see Coda in his own environment. So on December 3rd, she came to our house alone and we greeted her outside with Coda. Um, she explained that, you know, she would 
parked down the street. Whenever she got there, she would call us. We would bring Coda outside, and she would just slowly walk down the road. So whenever he saw her, they were identifying her as a trigger. And whenever he saw the trigger, we were supposed to reward him with a treat if he acted appropriately. He did so well. He didn't even bark at her. He didn't even care. So she then said, okay, bring him closer, bring him closer. He was so perfect. So she was super happy with that. We ended up bringing him inside. She stayed for about um, an hour and a half and, you know, did some exercises with us. And that whole day went perfect. So later on that night, you know, she reached back out to me and said that she would want another training session at our house. Um, the following Sunday with Lisa, who was her training partner. And by the way, um, because we don't want to run out of time with you, that's when the dog bit one of the trainers, right? No, not that day. Um, this past Sunday was when it happened. Bit a trainer. So, yes. And they, this past Sunday. Is it fair for me to say they kind of freaked out? Yes. I mean, they com- completely, you know, misread the whole situation and are basically lying about it now to cover their back. They want to keep the dog and euthanize it. Is that fair to say? Yes. Right? Yep. And they're, they're not giving you a choice. You have no choice. Nope. Nope. They said because he is foster to adopt that they will make the final decision. They have said the decision is final. We have no legal rights because he is legally owned by them. Even though he's been in our care for the past two months, you know, we've taken care of him. We've fed him. We've paid for him. But they still say they have all legal rights. Hey, Paul. Paul Anthony's here on the other line. You're hearing this. You could fix this, couldn't you? Yes, I, I would like to evaluate the dog, as I told them, and give them some techniques and everything to de-escalate what they did, because I watched the video, and, and the one trainer did not de-escalate the situation. She actually made it worse. How, how so, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so w- when the dog was reactive, she kept going forward and going forward and and doing that, you know, we there's some evaluations that I do. I don't even touch the dog until maybe the second or third time because the dog has to feel safe with me. A lot of dog trainers will rush in and, and then say the dog's aggressive. Well, it's like me meeting you for the first time. You're not going to be like, oh, okay. You, you, it's going to take you a little while. So th- that's the same thing this dog trainer did. And, and she even put it on her Facebook, um, I believe, because I was getting texts yeah. that she needs more work with aggressive dogs. And, and yeah. of course, looking at that video, she does. So hold on. So, so this, I don't want to put words in your mouth. This action by Animal Friends, rush to judgment? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Could they save the uh, dog? I, I, would, I would love to, to see the dog. You know, if the dog went through three training sessions already, and it was fine. This one, to, in my eyes, was wrong. The way they did it was wrong. Hey, what? when are they supposed to put this dog down, Raylene? Um, so we were told there was a board meeting on Tuesday, which we were not allowed to come to. We were oh. not allowed to give any input. I called Katie, the director of behavioral placement, on Tuesday when I knew the meeting was going to happen. And I said, you know, can we please, like, you know, give our statement, give an incident report, 
and just explain what happened because we were not allowed to see the incident report. Rebecca and Lisa said they submitted it to Animal Friends. We were not allowed to give our side of what happened considering we were there and witnessed it all. Um, I reached out to Katie and she said that they have everything they needed and she would be in touch with me after 5 p.m. Tuesday at 5, I get the call saying that the board has decided that he is deemed dangerous, can no longer be in the community oh, gosh. because he attacked out of nowhere. Meanwhile, we have video footage of him barking as Lisa keeps approaching closer and closer and closer. So when will the it dog be put to sleep, though? When? The 21st. She said we oh. had until the 21st. Um, to say our goodbyes, she said, take him for a cheeseburger, and then you oh. can bring him in. Oh, gosh. But, you know, he's so no. dangerous that he was allowed to stay in our custody for 10 more days, and we were allowed to take him out for a cheeseburger. Why didn't they come get him on Sunday if he was so dangerous? Absolutely, and I, and I agree with you 100% there. And, and everything wow. the dog showed during that video um, showed, showed them that, hey, I need to build a little trust with you, but they rushed yeah. right in. And, and to not give you a chance to talk and to speak, you know, on your behalf is totally ludicrous. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to get involved. We're going to reach out. Uh, as one of my boys says, what's wrong with the second opinion? Let's get this going. Let's see if we can save this dog and make everybody happy. I think that's a good thing, right? Yes, yes sir. Keep us posted. Thank you. Paul Anthony, one of our hometown heroes, uh, dog trainer, a very, very good dog trainer. Raylene, and thank you. It's got to be very emotional for you, young lady. Gosh. Man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It's and tough. we'll find out what yep. happens next on the Big K Morning Show. Make sure you download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's your access to taking us with you, breaking news, weather, and even high school sports like tonight. you got Butler at Franklin Regional, game one of our coverage, game of the week on Friday nights, and our team does a great job with high school basketball. What are you working on over there, Marty? None, yeah. Who? Sending notes. By the way, the thing about it is, Larry, Animal Friends has a very difficult job, as you know. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of dogs out there. And quite frankly, this is the truth. Um, in this town, euthanize about 9,000 pets a year because there's so many dogs and cats, they can't manage it. And can't have it both, both ways. Uh, folks complain about unruly dogs, right? And then they complain because Animal Friends is concerned about this dog. And we also have to stress this. Animal friends, there's no way we can suggest that they don't care about animals. That would be obnoxious and ridiculous and irresponsible. However, comma, in this case, wouldn't it be fortuitous if we presented them with a plan to try to change the dog's behavior before they make this final decision? So to give someone who is a trainer like Paul Anthony has worked with dogs like this an opportunity just to do his own evaluation yeah or a trainer they trust because uh paul says they can't stand him at animal friends so we'll find someone oh yeah everybody has issues my man but that poor woman i see both sides of this quite frankly well it, are, are they liable if that dog bites somebody else another great point and, and even if that doesn't exist 
do, do they want to be labeled with, you put this dog out there? You let us have this dog? Yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. For and that sure. wonderful, wonderful woman, God bless her, they love the dog. <clears throat> Had the dog two months, man. What kind of breed was it? I, I meant to ask, and uh, in the midst of the conversation, anyway. I don't know. I'll find out. But, but it's a very difficult decision, a very difficult choice. Um, we will uh, work very hard to try to find a reasonable solution to it because everybody here wants to be happy. Hey, by the way, bottom of the hour, this uh, lawsuit has uh, this lawsuit has uh, reverberated around the country and around the world. This Carnegie Mellon University student has sued the university claiming anti-Semitism, right? Yeah, she alleges that a School of Architecture professor said her studio project should focus on, quote, what Jews do to make themselves such a hated group, end of quote. After she complained to... Other professors, administrators, she said she was subjected to systematic campaign of hostility toward her. And mm-hmm. this is according to her lawsuit right. filed in federal court here in Pittsburgh. Uh, she is 23 years old and sued under title, uh, I believe it's, I don't know, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which bars discrimination based on race, color, and national origin institutions that receive federal funding. Very controversial. Uh, we're going to talk to the the group that's representing her about this issue. By the way, uh, Pitbull Mix, that dog. And uh, Paul Anthony is evaluating the dog all weekend. How about that? Well, that's that's good. It's a boxer mix. There, I mean, Pitbulls have a reputation. Yep. Boxers have a reputation. Yep. It, it's a conundrum. So when we come back, more on this story because it's made national yes, news. Uh, but the way they framed that, professor framed that project, is it, I think it's offensive too. But does it rise to the level of a suit in federal court? We'll talk about it. This story out of Carnegie Mellon University here in Pittsburgh is making national news. It involves a student who just graduated and her claims in federal court. Well, uh, the increase in anti-Semitic attacks in America is up 400%, and here in our town, it's disgusting. I have friends uh, that are Jewish. As you know, one of my close friends, his business was attacked because he had signs that said, I support Israel. And you also know that on campuses across the country, these anti-Semitic protests have been ridiculous. And so that's what brings this lawsuit into focus for us, and I find it fascinating. And the director of litigation for the Lawfare Project is Zipporah Reich on our Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Zipporah, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. At the heart of Mm. this claim by this student is architecture of all places, School of Architecture professor in her studio project should focus on, quote, what Jews do to make themselves such a hated group. Mm. That is, in and of itself, offensive to a lot of people, including me. 
Absolutely, yes. And when she complained, she claims there was <clears throat> retribution. Before, what, what got your entity involved in this? What made this so important to you to represent her and to file this? So, unfortunately, anti-Semitism is rampant on college campuses right now yep. throughout the country. And schools are not doing enough to address it, at least not to address the underlying problem. I saw a little clip recently of... Chabad, that's the Jewish uh, Orthodox organization yes. um, at Harvard, and the rabbi was talking about how he needed to light the menorah, celebrate, and then pack it up and take it home, where usually you leave it overnight, you know, for an entire week, every single day. It's left out. It's a proud proclamation of Jewish celebration. But the school essentially told him, we cannot guarantee the safety of this menorah. And so if you want to light it, you can, but you have to pack it up and take it away. And that's just so telling. And the reason it's telling is because it's saying, if you want to be Jewish on campus, you need to hide the fact that you're Jewish. And and, and I've seen this again and again, where students are taking off their kippahs, they're removing the kippahs are the head covering they wear, they're removing the stars of David, they're removing any vestige of their Jewishness. And this is not all students, but it's a lot of students because they're afraid to walk around You're right. and be attacked. You're right. And so, yeah, and so that's exactly why we feel the only language the schools understand is the legal language. Where we're forcing them to take action that not only puts a Band-Aid on the problem, because the menorah situation is a Band-Aid. School, the school saying, you go ahead, do your thing, but then hide it, pack it up and hide it. Otherwise, we can't guarantee any safety, not of the menorah, or not of any Jewish people that are around the menorah. And, and that's problematic. A spokesperson for Carnegie Mellon, by the way, in a statement, <clears throat> we are steadfast in our commitment to create a nurturing and welcoming, inclusive and supportive environment where all students can reach their potential and survive. We take any allegations of mistreatment or harassment seriously. We have just received notice of this federal lawsuit, and they'll evaluate and respond. That said, what do you think, Sapora, is where it tips over from free speech to hate speech? Nice. Uh, well, first of all, about that statement, clearly <laughs> it's a little too late, a little too little and a little too, too late. I don't see that as a forceful comment. I don't see them talking about how they're going to investigate what happened and make sure that if there was wrongdoing, which certainly there was, or we wouldn't have filed a lawsuit, that they are going to address it. It's a, it's a lip service statement of, oh yeah, we don't condone any kind of hate, including anti-Semitism on campus. So it's very weak, that's for starters. Um, I don't know why they didn't make a stronger statement, but I do think it's indicative of what's going on, not just at Carnegie Mellon, but all over, uh, all over the country. And you asked the question about hate speech. Well, it is true that offensive speech is not enough to uh, create a hostile environment for uh, Title VI purposes, meaning if somebody is just upset about somebody else's speech, that's not considered a hostile environment that the school has to address. 
But this has gone way beyond offensive speech. This has gone cross into discriminatory speech, causing a situation where Jewish students cannot have uh, equal access to their education because of the speech. Zipporah Rice, I got to get to this before we lose you here. She's the director of litigation, the Lawfare Project. Inside the lawsuit alleges that Carnegie Mellon accepted a half a billion dollars from Qatar, right? That's correct. Explain yeah, why we should care. Explain why that's important, because I think this is a significant point. Yes, that is. And um, that's important because, as we all know, you have to follow the money. Money doesn't just go to places with no strings attached. Nobody's donating. No country, no organization is donating over a half a billion dollars to any place without having uh, a request that something be done. Now, it might not be a tit for tat, here's X money, do this for me, but I will bet, I will bet my bottom dollar that somewhere along the line after that money was given, there may have been some sort of a request to put certain people into place when it comes to teaching that are... And and in fact, they have a a satellite campus there. Uh, Yes, they do have a Qatar satellite campus, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they have very strong ties to Qatar, but the bottom line is the whole university has received that money. That money is going to places uh, that are outside of Qatar, and there have to be demands that are associated with that. And through this lawsuit, we're hoping to find out what the connection is between the money and the anti-Semitism that's going on on campus. Important stuff. Uh, and, and I value your opinion, and we respect and admire that you're here and Please stay in touch because we got to follow this. It's important to this town. Yeah, let us know when you get official word, if you would, and uh, we'd be interested to hear what that is and, and follow this suit. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Zipporah Reich. Mm. She is the director of litigation for Lawfare Project. And, and we have a bunch of friends, quite frankly, that teach at Carnegie Mellon, that are students at Carnegie Mellon. And, uh, you know, look, in the interest of fairness, it's one of the best schools on earth. One of the best schools ever. One of the greatest campuses in the world. But these sorts of attacks have increased by 400%. And a lot of folks are afraid right now. Well, how about the list of college presidents right, that brother. were called in front of Congress a couple of weeks ago to answer right. why they're allowing certain behaviors on their campuses and, and not others? And how about an explosion in the number of Jews who are now buying guns and getting training? It's, it's astounding. This weekend, in spite of the fact that we've had Sunshine and warmer weather now, 52 today. Seven Springs is opening this weekend. They have been able to, because it's been cold enough, to uh, build a base of about two feet on 10 slopes and trails on the front and back sides of the resort. So uh, Brett Cook, who is the vice president general manager, says that they have uh, two feet of snow on average across the mountain on an opening, and uh, Seven Springs is open. You 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 sneeze, ski. You sneeze. Do you ski, Marty? Terrible knees. I dislocated my left knee about seven times. What are you guys talking about over there? You, Paul. Do you ski? My kids all do. You're from Montana, for God's sake. And by the way, I saw the snow this morning. It was about two feet, all fake. But so what? I used to ski. We used to ski pretty much every weekend when I was in high school. But uh, like Marty, I've got 
two bum knees and, you know, getting on skis would be a certain way to get back in the hospital. But my kids uh, go every year and, in fact, their friends were the first two in line there this morning at Seven Springs. It's actually yeah. cute. Opens and if today. you want to know what we were talking about, I was informing Marty that I'm going to be going to meet three friends for lunch in Oakmont at The Lot. lot. Oh. How you doing? I'll be there tomorrow. Whoa. Yeah. Big Christmas show. I think it's sold out now. So good, man. That's a great idea, Nice man. place to hang out. Food's yeah, good. Man. I love Oakmont. Love the Oakmont Theater. Love the lot. Been there. Obviously, multiple times at Oakmont Bakery. I think Oakmont is kind of a model town where everybody collectively cares about yep. their town and yep. they take care of it. It's real nice. Hey, man, there are $3 million homes on the water there right now. That's a shock. Crazy. I mean, on. seriously, they start at 2.2. Where did I see they're speaking of the river? Somewhere else they're going to develop along the it's river. It's about damn time we, this hit us that people like to live on the water. But. Well, it's a cool event. You think about that. If that's what you're looking at every day, you have a river view. Right. I have friends that live in that development. I have a my good friend, my cousin Tommy, lives in that development. And my man Paul Wood lives in that development. You know what they like? It's a walking community. Yeah, and you don't feel like you're under siege every right. time you're walking down the street. Right on. It's cool. Eyes on a swivel, right? What are you Head singing, man? What are you singing? Singing uh, Burl Lives, Holly Jolly Christmas. Sing a bit. Come on, man. Nah. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Come on, man. You got it's the pipes. It's the best time of the year. Oh, by golly, have a holly nice. jolly Christmas this year. And then have yourself a merry little oh, Christmas. Oh, I love that song, brother. Beautiful, Larry. For me, it's Christmas when I hear Burl Ives singing Silver and Gold. Silver Holly and Gold. Holly Jolly Christmas. Those are the songs. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> I, like I love the, that. I like the Chipmunk yep. song. That's my favorite. You know what? I, it dawned on me several years ago that we really work on the island of misfit toys. It's true. <laughs> You're a mean this one. This is us. You're a mean oh. one, Mr. Richard. Listen, we have this opera talent. He is so awesome his name he is uh, eugene perry and he does that song you're a mean one mr grinch <laughs> and it's just killer so christmas show at the when, oaks tomorrow. when's the show at the lot portion of the proceeds benefit greater pittsburgh community food bank thank you for your help uh at the lot that's mm -hmm. right it, it's like a block no i'm saying when on saturday oh Seven o'clock doors open, showtime at eight. There you go. Promptly. Twenty bucks. Right after the Steeler game. Nice. Nice timing, Larry. Yeah. You want to come? You let me know. I know you don't stay out past six or seven Whoa. PM. Whoa. No, he's got to get his sleep. <laughs> which I get that. Bedtime is six thirty. Not on the weekends. Yeah. That's when I get tired. I right. wake up at one thirty. Yeah, Larry. Well, have a good weekend. <laughs> See you on Monday. Marty, Marty, yeah. he had a chance to go to the Nutcracker. His Ugh. wife's dancing in the Nutcracker tomorrow. No, she isn't. They stand around. She if said she was she... dancing, I would go. Oh, wait a minute. She said she's doing a few She's not moves. dancing. No, no. They stand you around. Sure? Yes. They put pretty dresses on. By the way, she is a trained ballerina and has danced her entire life and has had solo shows here in Pittsburgh. But she's not dancing in this show all right don't i ain't get going angry to that about it i ain't Imagine going to zeiss in a tutu <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 